0: Ho, 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 what do you know?
1: <laughs> oh, Nick! Hello! It is I, Santa Claus! What are
0: you rattling together? Are those, like, spoons? They're my sleigh bells, dear boy, for
1: my reindeer. I parked it just outside. Now, I hear you've been a very good podcast host this year, <laughs> and I'm here to bring you your fondest wish. <laughs> Now, as you know, I have been alive for many thousands of years—or something, maybe a, th- oh, a little between one and two thousand years—I have been alive, and I, I always bring gifts to the good little boys and girls. But the tricky ones you have to watch out for are those adults. They'll uh, uh, put on a beard and go. And have you ever seen the movie *Silent Night, Deadly Night*, Nick? This is this is getting old. <laughs> Well, I'm very old. I'm nearly 2,000 years old, Nick. <laughs> anyway, I have to go now. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> Take my dreams. Put them down. Christmas. Two track audio with Nick and Charles. Oh, sorry, Nick. I'm, I'm uh, sorry, I'm late. Uh did, would somebody I feel like somebody was sitting yeah, in my chair. Your mic, I
0: think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I like uh I, I wonder who that uh yeah. Is there there's any the, dandruff uh, on your mic, by
0: the way? You know, there's like, a like there's peppermint some silvery flavored
1: dandruff white hairs Uh, and there's there's a a strange smell of uh of nutmeg in the air and i i don't really quite nutmeg uh, nutmeg uh, and a reindeer musk maybe there's also i mean there is a huge reindeer shit right (laughs) in front of my microphone (laughs) so i'm not sure exactly what happened but uh anyway um uh so hey everybody welcome to the um the
0: christmas special
1: uh, yes (laughs) The Christmas episode of of Two-Track Audio,
0: which we did not do one of these last year. Right? No, we didn't do a Christmas episode last year. We've done a, yeah. a, a Halloween spooktacular, which was yes, of course. a weird episode. A classic. We recorded, classic. I do believe we, oh, no, 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 no. So we had intended to record a Thanksgiving episode in 2020, and then mm-hmm. we sort of punted on that. So we didn't do a Thanksgiving episode. Okay. We're yes. recording this episode on Thanksgiving this year, which is which is fun. Yes. Um, so consider and this a
1: we did of course also record an episode on halloween which this i think, year, yeah. i don't even know maybe we didn't even reference that we did that in the episode oh, but, i don't recall it yeah yeah
0: this, um yeah
1: but yeah so today we're doing a little break in the format uh
0: we're not going to be talking about two songs yeah our strict format
1: yes our, our strict format yeah. <laughs> Uh, where we talk about two songs, in in case that wasn't clear, uh, we're just, we talk about two songs every episode. Uh, we're just going to be talking about some of the Christmas music that means something to us, one way or the other. Sure, um, yeah. So, Nick, um, tell me... Uh, what are your? Do you have any specific like early Christmas music memories? Are you a person who listens to Christmas music around the holidays?
0: Okay, so I have. A, I actually have an opinion on that. Hmm. Generally speaking, do one of those with 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 some notable exceptions. For instance, like the Beach Boys Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas music is not the sort of thing you listen to. Christmas okay. music is the sort of thing that you have on when you're like. Baking or, you know, putting up decorations or driving to and fro. You don't – like, nobody's mm-hmm. like, hey, like, let's listen to, like, Celine Dion's Christmas. Nobody does that. You know, they they want to have it on. It's ambiance. You know, it's the same as decorations. It's, it's sonic decorations. That's Christmas music to me for I, the most I,
1: part. I – I think I think I I, I mean, but that you know Beach Boys Christmas album, like you said, you gotta you gotta listen to that in headphones, put it on the, <laughs> the hi-fi, listen to that, it it's just like really just savor every moment of Dennis's uh, spoken word intro to We Three Kings or whatever it is. <laughs> like, um, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I I I I think I agree. However, I am uh, a big somebody who I think is an exception to. Your sort of like um, Christmas music as wallpaper kind of kind of approaches as my my own mother, who uh, I saw her the week before Thanksgiving. I was home uh, visiting, and uh, already Christmas music was on and would continue to be on. She's a big fan, big Christmas person. In so Christmas for her begins uh, November one. Basically, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, she's she, well. She'll well. I'm not even that. She'll listen to Christmas music in like the summertime sometimes too. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. Like not even as a we're halfway, you know, like a Bruce Springsteen Christmas in July kind of thing, but like right. a full on like she's just she just loves Christmas in it Georgia. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's not a very Christmassy like, state as a northerner um, what,
0: with the lynch mobs and the heat. You know, as as somebody who's from you know up north, uh, mm-hmm. I've always been. I don't know how else to say it, but, like, confused by, like, certain songs being played uh, in certain climates. Like, I don't want to listen to Sleigh Bells Ring. Are you listening? Yeah. In, like, California, like, in San Diego when it's 78 degrees out, I, you know? I suppose.
1: Yeah. It, it is It is strange. And, and, I mean, Georgia gets, like, a little like yeah, I can get, yeah. Know,
0: and I everyone can get like everywhere was freezing uh february of of 2021 so mm-hmm. i mean do you, do you remember what that i mean you weren't in georgia in february of of 2021 but do you remember what it was like there for like for your family um no i don't cuz this is I this don't. is this when like, texas froze and like it was a huge deal oh that's right yeah. that's
1: right i think i think at least where my family lives like in georgia I m- missed a lot of the like Real, like it was just very cold. I don't, I don't, might, I don't remember there being anything like disastrous happening, but I don't really remember that at all necessarily. Uh, I mean, I do, I remember the Texas thing, but I I don't remember anything happening in the south, per se, um, or in the southeast. Um, but yeah, it is weird. I I think, like, I've definitely appreciated, I you know, I live in Massachusetts now, uh, long time listeners will know, and and it's a very Christmassy state because everything's old a and b it snows and it's like a good solid snow like i'm sure you experienced in um in Wisconsin uh growing up if you don't mind my
0: doxing your your oh, home state Well, yeah you can dox my <laughs> home state more people should move there i, I feel, feel like you it's your vote to count okay <laughs> oh, <yeah>, sure right <laughs> if you yeah. if you, i mean i mean political views aside, like if you if you're if you're a democrat if you're libertarian if you're a republican move to wisconsin because because your your vote matters a lot there. Your like right. my vote does not matter that much in Kansas. Um mm-hmm. your vote doesn't matter that much in California. It matters a lot in Wisconsin. It's kind of a swing state mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, move to Wisconsin.
1: You'll you'll feel important hey, there. Moved you know, Georgia newly a swing state also. Oh, yeah, it's know. true, it's true. After this this it went, it went blue for the first time like in my lifetime. Um
0: And you know what? I, I like that. Like, you know, I like I like when you it, feel like I think like it's what a sign I think it's a sign of
1: Yeah. I I like I think I, it's a sign of institutional health on some level. Oh yeah. Know, like. Yeah.
0: You I don't want like entrenched anything really. No, yeah.
1: Um, cause then it makes you feel like the, it's like, oh man, it was gerrymandering and everything. The system's broken, you know, which it is, I which mean, it's it bad. is. It's bad. But like, yeah, I mean, it totally is. It totally is. There's one little, little bright piece of something. And anyway, but, uh, already, you know, into this Christmas podcast already getting
0: political, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, on Thanksgiving, um, of course, uh, this, uh, episode yeah, is yeah, going right. to end in Charles and I casting aspersions at each other from afar. I, I, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in any case, yeah, so Christmas music, big deal
1: in my house growing up. I have like a little pod of Christmas songs that I'll listen to. That, a so, podcast so when it comes of to Christmas, Christmas songs? Yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, when it comes to Christmas music for me, the, the things that I listen to deliberately are like a handful of songs that make me very sad. I, I'm a big like melancholy Christmas person. Mm-hmm. I love this time of year and I love Christmas, but like I like it. I like the mystery of Christmas and I like the um, – there's like a a, a a a real melancholy about it that appeals mm-hmm. to me.
0: Um, don't um. This is so. This is more mm-hmm. than melancholy. But don't suicides increase like from Thanksgiving to Christmas?
1: I'm sure they don't decrease. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I can't I imagine that that's not the case. And which I, may they not they be a holiday related do.
0: thing. It may be like a you know a sunlight related thing. Like this. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: winter is no. A very I mean, difficult it's a million. Time I, people but exactly and you know
1: what like it makes sense that um you know early christianity would have stolen uh the winter solstice holiday from 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 you know european pagans or whatever uh because like you do sort of it's the thing i really love about christmas and i think this is sort of this like transcendent human thing of like in the darkest and most like um uh uh I, I,
0: yeah, Christmas is nearly the shortest day of the year. It's, it's no, for it's sure. So exactly. And every, it's, everything's
1: cold, everything's dead. You know, the harvest is long gone or whatever if it's in the past or, or something like that. And like and like it, you just like it, But it's a time to kind of like band together and sort of be like, hey, there's a little bit of, you know, like this like brightness and sort mm-hmm. of like good cheer in, in, the, right. in the middle of the, the worst time of year. Which you know, can and, I
0: and, can I give um, like an extremely serious suggestion to our audience, to our to yes. our limited audience? Take some vitamin D, mm-hmm. like take like if you can't get your daily dosage hey. of sunlight, take vitamin D every day, a little bit, just a little bit. So good yeah, for you. The daylight I mean, savings time is hitting everybody hard. I'm I not kidding. Me, if you, you know. take like if you take your like daily prescription of vitamin D, you'll you'll feel happier. And you won't get as tired at I, night. I mean come on. I might try. I'm going to try that, Nick. Honestly,
1: I, I, in all seriousness, I was not aware that vitamin D was something you could take in. I guess a oh, pill yeah, form yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> well, what's frustrating one um, of the one of the, the
0: myriad or myriads of things that have been frustrating about the virus mm-hmm. is that so few people have discussed like what general health can do to combat the virus. You know, just, like, getting mm. getting it your 10,000 steps a day if possible, taking your vitamins, eating better, getting your sleep. Those are all sure. huge things, you know, and if you do those, like, everyone's better off. And and it's, for the most part, it's free. Like, uh, getting 10,000 steps is, is free if you have the time. You know, taking vitamins is not exactly free, mm-hmm. but... Uh, yeah, no, vitamin D is huge. In fact, I think, like, 80% of America is, like, vitamin D deficient, which is bad for your immune system. It's bad for your uh, emotional health, sure. psychological health. Uh, sunlight is, like, we're vegetables, you know? It's uh, more and more we're becoming vegetables. And uh, mm-hmm. and the more we become vegetables, the more important vitamin D is. So, so take your vitamin D. Hey, exactly.
1: Fill up those vacuoles with some water and... Uh, that's the other thing. I guess keep hydrated is all
0: keeping. I, I've been Hydrate, really bad about not being me. hydrated recently. Me too. Me too. I just forget whenever I'm at work, I forget. And I have especially no, especially in reason. colder I weather. Um, like in warm weather, it's easy to remember. Uh,
1: yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, so, so, so yeah, I, I, I love how sad Christmas is. Obviously, you know, I feel like we need to put like the, um, in all seriousness, I think we probably need to put the suicide hotline, uh, you know, like number in the description for this episode since we brought it up. We're talking about how depressing the holidays are. But like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up on, I I don't know if I'll be able to make it home for Christmas this year. Um, and, uh, which is depressing. Juliana and and I aren't planning
0: on it. Uh, okay. So, so Google says the, the suicide hotline is, Mm -hmm. uh, 800-273-8255.
1: Right. That's, and, and not to, you know, get like very serious, but like, you know, by all means, you know, use the resources available if you're if you're feeling that way around around this time of year, you know, stay safe and, and take care of yourself. And
0: we care about um, you know that there's.
1: Yeah. And yeah, frankly, you know, least, what, Nick, if you're, if you're you. feeling down, <laughs>
0: shoot me an email. m a r t i n b c one seven at outlook dot com. Shoot me an email. We'll chat. Uh, i'll t- i'll listen it's to your band totally if you a make fake me
1: email address <laughs> no it's it's real it's real charles
0: will give you his It's like rubber soul at something or other but
1: yeah either <laughs> family.com okay whatever was just like okay
0: uh i didn't um, want to fully anyway, dox you i uh, wanted to leave you wiggle room to sort of
1: <laughs> no no that, 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 that's okay
0: um in any case,
1: uh, yeah, Christmas music. So what are your, some of your favorite? You were sending me some links to some Christmas songs, yeah. Nick, and there were some uh, uh, some classics, some classic rock and roll Christmas songs. What are some favorites of yours? Yeah,
0: so what I was trying to do yesterday is I was trying to send you rock and roll song, like rock and roll Christmas songs that I that I like, and the that I like is a big caveat because like one of the biggest uh, rock and roll Christmas artists is is Bruce Springsteen. Like everyone knows can think of at least mm-hmm. one Bruce but I don't like Bruce I just really of all yeah. like rock and roll musicians that I I kind of can't yeah. stand uh, Bruce is right there at the top um gotcha but I guess what I'd like to talk about first I'll 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 tangent into this. So one thing that I think is yeah. fascinating about Christmas music, I'll is cosign your tangent. Continue. It really seems like like Christmas culture in in like the United States is somehow linked to like the 40s and the 50s. It seems like so many of the classic films <laughs> okay. and some of the classic yes. music came out yeah. of that era. Like you know Bing Car- Crosby, Nat King Cole. You know, uh, Bing Crosby for for music and for and for films, it it just seems like so much of it is linked yeah. to that era. Uh, and so, where I'm going with that is, so much classic Christmas music is jazz, or like jazz adjacent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, like Nat King Cole, yeah. obviously, is the, the the obvious example, which also lends to the like the melancholy nature. Of Christmas, like like you were getting at earlier, you know, jazz isn't exactly so, some forms of jazz are like exciting and danceable, but like but like nightclub jazz or whatever else um, tends to be more mellow, if not you know melancholic. Which which to me, like I love the sound and I think it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, so so little drummer boy, Bing Crosby, David Bowie, go,
1: <laughs> yeah i i have you okay have you seen the bing crosby christmas special that that song is taken from
0: uh no tell me i i have a feeling you're going to be critical of it but go ahead
1: (laughs) no no i just think it's just crazy so it was it was it was so he had this like annual christmas special you know like these like kind of like tv movie kind of things like an hour long or something Um, And his last one, you know, he passed away shortly after featured David Bowie and Twiggy, the model actress. Um, And uh, uh, anyway, real crazy. um, David Bowie is inexplicably in this Christmas special. And you wonder, like, was Bowie trying to, like appeal to a... It was shortly after his Ziggy Stardust period. It was after his um, Thin White Duke period. He actually performs Heroes also on, on the... Uh, on, the uh, on the Christmas and he does like, this like mime... Yes. And he does this like mime routine and does Heroes. And uh, so it's like, it's around that time. It's Berlin Trilogy Bowie. I don't know if he was trying to like appeal to middle America. I don't know if he just liked Bing Crosby and wanted to be involved with him. Like, I don't see... I, I, I'm sure it was more of a thing of like Bing Crosby's people trying to like appeal to the youth, but it's real weird because Bing Crosby, like all his, it's like, like whole family is in it, you know, his like wife and kids. And like, it's like, they're not very good actors or singers, any of them, but they all sing and they all act, <laughs> and, like, you know, like, it's just like, it's a very bizarre kind of thing, but there's this, I love, uh, when listening to the song, I love when it's like, if it comes on the radio or something, when it's like the version with the little intro, where they're like talking to each other and bo- and he's like, oh, you know, that's some, uh, uh, what are some of the traditions at the Bowie household? And he's like, oh, you know, ag- agents falling down the chimney and stuff. You know, like kind of a little <laughs> jokey. You know what I'm talking about? The whole jokey back and forth. There. No, I've never heard that. Oh, you haven't? Oh, no, yeah. You, no, go go look that. at go look it up on YouTube. They have this whole conversation where like. Um, uh in the you know like David Bowie's the character like doesn't recognize Bing Crosby and he's like oh are you the new butler you know he's like kind of (laughs) talking like he's like you know and they they weirdly sing this song around the piano um there's also a very funny version of it where Will Ferrell and John C. Riley do it like note for note line for line the same only it's just the two of them dressed up as as David Bowie and Bing Crosby but um it's great little drummer boy is sort of a trash christmas song in my opinion but like it's that version of it is great what what are your feelings on it dick i'm sorry i just talked for a long time
0: um i i like it i it's probably my favorite rendition of of little drummer boy um Mm, well with the exception of with the exception of when angela sings it on the office that's that's a notable um (laughs) that's a notable that's a notable exception uh give me just one second Let's see here. Um, okay. I'll no, so of. that so I like that uh, best. Um <laughs> okay. I generally don't like that song. I think I think Bing, Bing Crosby is um no, all other commentary aside, I feel like him and, and Nat King Cole are sort of the the like the quintessential like Christmas musicians. Um mm-hmm. And then I really like I really like David Bowie and the, the fact that they're together on a song is 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 strange strange. and it and it but it's great it works yeah Yeah, it works quite well um having heard everything you've had to say about that christmas special i'm gonna go ahead and not watch it so as not to spoil this song for me (laughs) um (laughs) because i feel like i would come away liking bowie less and bing's music less and i i'll just i'll just live in in ignorant bliss i think um yeah, so that's that's how that's, that's completely I kind of fair. That. Uh okay, uh, your turn. What do you got? Well, another one of the songs that you sent over,
1: it was Wonderful Christmas Time by mm-hmm. Paul McCartney from McCartney 2. Um, that is a song that people I think there's like this thing in popular culture that that song is bad. Oh, pfft. and I think it's awesome. It's I think fantastic. It's, I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's so good. I love like the little like the little beepy little synthesizers. I love that Paul McCartney had this weird like synthesizer interlude in the early 80s. You know, mm. like that's super cool. Is this an 80s um, song? The riff At the beginning is great. Yeah, it's from like 1982. Oh, that's awesome. awesome! From um, it's one. It's from McCartney too, which was like an album that he recorded by himself. I so this was not on the album, but it was recorded at the same time. Like it was in those sessions, and so Paul McCartney plays everything. He just like recorded. It in oh, his house you're a
0: you're off, Charles. 1979.
1: Oh, oh, he was an early adopter. I assumed it was later. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, released. But, uh, um, in any case. Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, no, no, you're not wrong. So it was released. The song was released. 16 November 79 however the album that it's on was released in
1: 1980 okay uh well e- either way um but uh yeah i i i love that i i think of like when when i when i'm thinking of like rock christmas songs that are like original christmas songs but meaning like it's 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 a a rock and roll artist doing a an original song about Christmas and not like a like a cover of, of right. something that, that right. existed already. I mean the ones that come to me Father Christmas by the Kinks is a big one. Ring oh, yeah, Out yeah, Solstice yeah. Bells by Jethro Tall is a real favorite of mine. I love that song. Oh, do you know, check do you know that, that out? One? No I've
0: never never listened to that. Never heard of it.
1: Oh, oh Nick, it's so good. It's so good. It's from like like oh what album is it off of it's off of like um it's from their like folk rock period it's from like um, songs from the wood or something like one of those albums horses um and i have a Stormwatch, it's something like that but it's it's very good and it's like it's it's you know about like a you know i don't know it's very jethro tall like it's very it's about like a like a pagan christmas ritual or something you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's great though um Step into Christmas by Elton John, I think is is a, another great one. Um, do you know wow, that? You know wow, that, that you're song? just like
0: rattling off all these songs, huh? You're really monopolizing oh, your sorry. time on. on I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Kidding, I'm, I'm kidding. just. I'm just. <laughs> I, I have a lot of what I talk about, but like, uh,
1: um, but yeah, one that you sent over that I was surprised. And I'm wondering if you actually like oh, this I hate song. It. I hate it. <laughs> I, I know exactly
0: to... the one you're gonna reference, and I, <laughs> I hate it. It's terrible. It's almost as, like a pro. As everyone knows, this is an ever
1: I yeah as everyone knows we are an Emerson Lake and Palmer podcast in reality <laughs> and we're of course referencing
0: now is this is it an Emerson Lake and Palmer song or is it a Greg Lake solo Uh no song? this is this is Emerson Lake and Palmer however so mm. so so Emerson Lake and Palmer uh works volume 1 and and pretty much volume 2 I don't know why that I don't know why volume 2 is called volume it's dumb anyways anyways <laughs> The, the Emerson Lake and Palmer works volume 1 and volume 2 are function kind of similarly to the way the white album functions mm-hmm. which is that it's a bunch of solo tracks released under the band's name if that makes sense so it's an Emerson Lake and Palmer always song always a great move <laughs> yeah yeah always yeah. a fantastic idea um but but i, I mean you could base i think you could basically call it a Greg Lake solo track which is which is one of the reasons it stinks. But I mean, to me it encapsulates <laughs> Greg like so well and his writing so well, which is like, I'm, yeah. I'm mad about the way things are. So let me, let me complain and like ran on everybody's party. You know, he's, it's, it's, it's the most
1: cynical, like big hit Christmas song. And I, I hate how like world weary it is or something yeah, like, yeah. like I, 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 you know, and I think you, you touched on this earlier, but, like, there aren't many, I think, big Christmas songs that don't have, like, a touch of sadness to them. Because mm-hmm. even if it's something like Jingle Bells, where it's, like, a generally sort of a happy song. Although, although I guess, like, I guess in Jingle Bells, I guess the characters do run their sleigh off the road at a certain point into a into a, a, a snow drift. But uh, it's still cold out. Like, whatever the context of the song is, it's still, like, a miserable time of year to the <laughs> weather. Um but yeah, I I I yeah, Father Christmas bums me out like, it, and it, it just it's not very good. It, what's weird, it, I mean, it, it's I think you're right in that it's like quintessentially a lot of what's wrong with a lot of the worst Emerson, Lake and Palmer songs. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think like there's uh a good and a bad way of going about. In a weird way, um, I think if you look
0: at Father Christmas by the Kinks, do you know that song? Uh, no. Can I can I interject for just one half of a second longer than that? Please, yeah. Okay, so so the issue with I believe in fa- Father Christmas isn't the cynicism as such. I mean, I I'm not generally a fan of cynicism, but like at least like mix your cynicism with with hopefulness, and so. Uh, Now we're going to get philosophical for a second. That's where I think a lot of people misunderstand uh, Nietzsche. (laughs) We're talking about philosophy now. Mm. So Nietzsche is always like God is dead and we killed him, blah, 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 blah. And people are like, like, wow, he's like the the ideal. He's like the model atheist or or whatever. And like everyone like looks at. But what they don't understand is is the context he's saying that in which the first step of that context is that the, the the world is worse off now that we don't believe in God. Um which uh which I think is true. The the second step of that though is is not is not the world is worse off and that's all there is to it. It's that now we have the responsibility and the opportunity to become gods ourselves, and uh and to create a new and better world. Which I, I disagree with Nietzsche on, but the point there is that the point is that his cynicism doesn't end with cynicism, it ends with opportunity and ho- and hopefulness. Right. So like like come on, Greg, like like if you're gonna be like this this atheist, anti holiday uh cynic, like at least at least give us mm-hmm. an opportunity for for something better, you know? Uh so it's Yeah, yeah, it's just a bummer. It's
1: it's interesting that you say that. That's similar to some of the thoughts I've had recently on like this sort of like quote unquote like war on Christmas kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea that like and it it's funny to me because I feel like the very concept of there being a war on Christmas is like fundamentally based on like this, like insane commercialization of the holiday season that has already, ta- you know, it's like, why are we, what or I say, we, why are people like so bent out of shape that like, they're not getting their like Christmas joy or whatever from like target. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 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 like it's, it's such a kind of a dumb, a dumb thing to me because it's like, it really needs to come from within. I, I suppose to a certain extent and, 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 but, but anyway, yeah, Greg like sucks. Uh, RIP obviously, but, um, uh, <laughs> you know, anyway, um, but that's interesting. And I, I think you're right. I think when there's, there's a, a, I'm all for people. I mean, Hey, if people want to be critical of Christmas because of the commercialization of it, by all means do so. That's, that's perfectly valid. Um, but like i i think there's a greater uh human need for for some kind of like feeling of meaning or hope or what have you around this time of year just in general and i think if you're not acting in service of that mm-hmm. then there's you know like what are you doing you know what i mean and and same thing with the whole like uh concept of of Santa Claus and and that kind of thing, you know, I think there's a kind of a good and a bad way of going about. Yeah. Hey, do you think I should
0: um, teach my daughter to, to believe in Santa Claus or like, how, how would you approach that as a dad? I, I wanted to ask that I didn't want to like drop
1: uh you know I, I don't want to like reveal anything about your personal life uh, on the on the podcast so that that you're you're okay. I would like to just immediately turn around and ask you that question because it's way more relevant. Like what do you think you're going to do?
0: Well, I I, um, I asked you the question in the first place because I'm not quite sure. I was I was raised sure. not to believe in, in Santa Claus. Um and I don't feel like it really spoiled all that yeah. much for me. Uh, I felt like my siblings and I I have seven siblings. I felt like we all did a good job of Mm -hmm. not allowing that to spoil Christmas for any other kids, which is a huge factor, right? Like, like, you know, teach your children what you want to teach them. That's your, that's your right. And that's your responsibility. But ideally, like, don't let that spoil anyone else, any other like child's, uh, worldview, you know? Um,
1: Exactly. There there's a fundamental like don't yuck my yum kind of thing to Santa Claus, I think. Mm-hmm. That's curious. I I for myself um I I did believe in Santa as a kid um and you know, I I I think that that lent a certain like what's what's the word? Like lent a a magic for lack of a better word to this time of year that Uh i don't think has i don't think i've ever lost necessarily right you know what i mean like it still feels special and it feels like something like incredible can happen and I, i think like um i think there's value in the story of santa claus right being as old as it is on in the same way that there isn't any sort of like mythological kind of anything,
0: yeah, you know? And I, and I mean, I want to, I want to make clear to our listeners, uh, we're, we're discussing the question of whether I should teach my children about Santa Claus. We're not actually addressing the question of, of if Santa Claus exists, because clearly he does. I don't want, I don't want there to be any bones about it. Yes. There's there's no proof that he doesn't. I, you know, and, um, Hey, you
1: know, and if, if if your kids believe in Santa, you know don't don't ever ask them why. If they told you, you would cry. So just look at them and sigh, and know they love yeah. you. You know what I mean? That that's what I believe. <laughs> Teach your children well. That's, that's all I gotta say. Um, no, no, but yeah, I I I don't know. You know, if and when I am a parent, I I think I would. I I think I would like just on a selfish level yeah. I think I'd like to participate. Oh, yeah. I can in, I cannot imagine the
0: illusion, you know, right. like the the, the the traditions that I'm that I remember fondly in my childhood. I can't imagine depriving my child of those traditions. So I, I mean mm, I I understand 100%. Mm. So the the rub for me is that's a tradition that I never had. It's a cultural tradition. So do I Right, no, no, do no. do I like and and, and, and that's it?
1: perfectly fine. I I don't I want to say in bringing this up, like, I don't think there's a right or a wrong mm-hmm. reason for that, you know? And I, I think like, you know, like, I think there's this idea that you like have to do Santa Claus. And like, I don't think that's necessarily like, right. Right. That's unfair. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, I, sorry,
0: uh, wrap it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 I, I was done. Oh, uh, I'm going to go, uh, off topic back to topic. So, so we, we did talk about Please. wonderful Christmas time a minute ago. But I I had uh, brought up another song to you. There's another post Beatles Beatles song. That's a that's a classic Christmas song. Uh, Happy Christmas mm. War is over. So basically, I want to talk about that. Yes, and I want to see like what we think uh, between between Happy Christmas War is over and Wonderful Christmas Time. Which one you like better? Interesting. And I feel like Happy Christmas hmm. War is over is interesting because it's 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 maybe i don't know i don't know the lyrics too well but it comes off as a little bit cynical uh but anyways i'll just let you go ahead no no i i think it's the opposite i think it's um
1: uh um i i think there there's an irony to the uh every time john lennon says happy christmas in the song i think he's saying it a little bit ironically because like and and I I think like a lot of things like this, it hasn't aged super well. You know, he does use some like antiquated, uh, racial language. You know, in 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 the song, and and there's a couple things like that. And but like, and I think like a lot of John Lennon's more like kind of political work. It is like idealistic and sort of like short-sighted to perhaps to a fault. But like I I mean it, I think it's like, I mean it, it, to me it's about. Um, that like you know you know like how ca- how can there be a a happy christmas when there's so much preventable suffering in the world you know mm-hmm. kind of thing um and uh that said compared to wonderful christmas time which is not about that at all like <laughs> mm-hmm. <know>, wonderful <laughs> christmas time is like and i think there's definitely a uh you know paul mccartney is an emotional
0: lightweight kind of and john lennon oh like sure. a cool yeah one, you know yeah, Paul's kind of thing almost be, heavy-handed said it's like there. You wish Paul would yeah. would maybe get a little more serious sometimes. You wish John would lighten up. A little. John could have had up John could have bit. had the best post Beatles solo career if he'd managed to, mm-hmm. for one thing, lighten up a, a little bit, and then for another thing, maybe uh not allow his. Well, if he his, had gotten shot. <laughs> that yeah. would have. He would have had a much longer.
1: Yeah, that feels like a very Trump oh. thing to say. to John Lennon have, have had better, but had a longest career.
0: yeah anyway good to you i'm sorry the the best career uh the best career of all time maybe ever um i don't know this is this is not any new analysis but i just i really feel like his his career could have also been better if uh if his personal relationship with yoko ono hadn't uh impacted his his creativity as much uh somewhat but not as much now hey you know, we don't have to get into this, but like
1: I am, I am definitely a, uh, as the kids say, a Yoko Stan. I'm a big Yoko Ono yeah. fan. <laughs> I yeah. would consider myself to be. I I kind of disagree, but but at the same time, like a lot of John Lennon's solo records do do suck pretty bad. So I like, don't know his solo but I think, career terribly but all the, well. All the, so all the Beatles solo opinion. careers are bad. Like Paul's is not. Uh, uh, George Wings Harrison has a Yeah, uh, yeah, Paul. Paul's stinkers. There's some stinkers out <laughs> sure, there. There's sure, sure. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I guess like maybe like some people like like Red Rose Speedway or something, but um, you know, George I, I actually kind of thought when you were teeing up Happy Christmas War is over, I kind of thought you were going you were talking about George Harrison's um uh, uh Christmas song, ding dong ding dong. Um, I've, I've never in, in heard case, of that. I, I I've never heard it. I know it exists, um, nice. but I think when it comes to those two songs, I think that wonderful christmas time i definitely listen to on purpose more uh right or i have listened to on purpose more often but like um happy christmas war is over when i hear it i find it like it like affects me you know what i mean it makes right. me it makes me sad and and uh, there's also a really great version of it um by john Le- um john legend that came out like last year mm-hmm. that's really good um he like speeds the tempo up a little bit and it like it like it kind of rocks. It's great. It, I, I would. I, it's a great cover uh, of, of that song. Um, but yeah. I, I. What do you think
0: about "Happy Christmas War Is Over"? You know, I think it's good. Um, one thing that's that's always how I start. You know, I think it's good, and then I just talk about something random for the next three minutes, which is what I'm about to do. So one thing I mm-hmm. I have this like weird sort of like voice. Deftness, a deftness when it when it comes to Christmas music, and what I mean is, I I really mm-hmm. struggle with identifying the artist when it's a Christmas song. So for mm. I, I didn't realize until two years ago that Bruce Springsteen's Christmas songs were Bruce Springsteen. I thought they were just like random oh. Christmas musician. Same thing with uh, same thing with Happy <laughs> Christmas Wars Over. Same thing with same <laughs> yeah. thing with uh. Wonderful Christmas time. Like, there are a few that I recognize. I recognize Nat King Cole. I recognize Bing Crosby. Um, I I recognize a few others. But like like these pop artists, I I never recognize them until like I. Mm. So, so what I'm getting at is like I never knew this was a John Lennon song. I'd been a Beatles fan for so long before I realized this was a. John, which is silly oh, because if I yeah. listen to the the voice, it's like this is so obviously John Lennon. Um. Paul's a little bit more difficult but uh uh happy christmas war is over reminds me a little bit of uh that the the song that john wrote about peace that i never ever ever liked can you tell me what it is uh imagine yeah yeah i never liked imagine it reminds me of that like it's like not that it's sure, bad or yeah. not that it's like a, like a repeat, but it's almost like, let me take the same, um, the same moral and then just like rewrite it into a Christmas song. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Which is fine. I, I mean, I, 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 that's not even a criticism. Yeah. I'm i I'm a big fan of archetypes and, and maybe doing the same thing over as long as it works. Like. That that's actually mm-hmm. something that I'm perfectly fine with compared to how other people view that, um, but it definitely always reminded me of that. And I and I like this song better than I like Imagine. Like I don't really like Imagine. I probably won't ever go out of my way to listen to Imagine, but but Happy Christmas War is over. I'll, I'll I'll listen to actively.
1: Sure, sure. I, I mean I my favorite John Lennon songs are the ones where he hates himself. That's 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 the ones those I relate to. But like uh. Um, I, I can weirdly imagine is something I've kind of come back around on. it. I didn't like it for many years and I, I think I didn't listen to it cause I was like, man, I've just heard that song a million times and it's right. played it out. Um, but I listened to it recently. That that's a, um, I really, I mean, I, I really like that song. I, I think like yeah, let's uh, do it backwards. drums. Oh yeah, for the for the backtracking, but uh, the drums on Imagine. We were talking about drums in our our last. Uh, I guess maybe it was our last episode of chronological Our next episode, episode today. <laughs> oh, you're gonna raise. Okay, we're gonna do that next. Okay, our next episode we'll be talking about drums <laughs> too. But the drums, uh, by pre- performed by Alan White later of, of Yes actually, um, uh, are like perfect on Imagine. That's right. a good drumming, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, but um. Yeah, I, 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 and I think like, I, I don't mind. I think of of kind of guilt trippy Christmas songs. I think that Happy Christmas War is over like finds a good middle ground, um, right? You know, and it's it's much more palatable to me than like Do They Know It's Christmas by Band Aid. Do you know that song? Yes. Uh, Feed yeah, which that the song's like, World. Right that that sounds like horrible like it's like racist and it's a great song like it sounds great but like it's like it's like a very uh i think kind of messed up kind of a message you know right um co- comparatively um because it's so specific i think too it's one of those things where it's like it it just gets too like it's just like oh man oh a bunch of white guys are singing about africa which it, it, and and that is how they would put it because there isn't an awareness that there are individual countries in africa as if it's just like one Big place. Right. You know, that's similar all exactly to, the same um, where no river flows and
0: you know like,
1: yeah. whatever.
0: Um similar to how like everyone always has viewed uh native Native America, you know, um you know mm-hmm. they think of they think of just like Indians writ large. And uh sure. so I'm actually reading this fantastic book right now. It's called the Empire of the Summer Moon. And uh it's mm-hmm. it's specifically about the Comanches Uh, and their their conflict with uh, with the American federal government Um, and Mm -hmm. one of the things that's really opened my eyes to is the is the non uh, is the non-obvious nature of you know right and wrong and and how nuanced and how different things are Um, one thing I didn't know this is fascinating so Uh, none of the eastern tribes like no tribe ever east of the mississippi river uh Mm -hmm. had horses or rode horseback and that put them at an extreme disadvantage to uh to uh, like uh like uh pilgrims and settlers and the federal government yeah because because of horses basically but um yeah. yeah just I, I don't know so that's a that's a little tangent i'd love to talk hey. more maybe more about that sometime it's it's fascinating to see uh like it's not it's it's not as it's not as simple as anyone ever thinks it is you know and this is just another example like no it's no always... for
1: sure and go ahead it's it's so easy to just think of like people outside of your immediate world view as just like this undefined other you know mm-hmm. kind of thing absolutely um but uh and of course like we're also just two white guys now talking about about this topic, you know? So, um, but yeah, uh, I, I think there's a, Hey, last Christmas. That's a good one. <laughs> by George Michael, do you know that? Song? Oh yeah. Is yeah, it,
0: you know that song? That's a uh, last Christmas. I gave you my heart the very next day. Yeah. 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 I'll give it yeah, to yeah. someone special. What I don't like about that. Did song. you see that movie? <laughs> I've always seen right through yeah. that song. I'm, I always hear the lyrics and I go, so you didn't think she was special when you gave her your heart or you're an idiot or you don't value your heart or what?
1: Well, I mean, he <laughs> does admit that he's like, now I know what a fool I've been. Yeah, you know that's true. Mean? It's, it's true. like, oh man, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dummy. I, <laughs> I like that song. I think it's pretty good. I, I, um, uh, some, I love, like the little like synth string part. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Anyway, but, uh, I think for me, the all my all-time favorite Christmas song. If we're not talking about like a classic, I think this is kind of a modern classic, but something that came out in like the last like forty years, like you say, like because it's like uh, well, the last fifty years really, where like uh, it's still con- like kind of a new Christmas song. Because I guess in a certain sense, like some 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 Christmas and like Advent songs, like Oh Come, O oh Come, Emmanuel" is like one of the oldest surviving pieces of written music period. Like, oh wow. That, that, okay. that tune is so like this music's been around for some of it's very ancient, but like, uh, anyway, um, uh, but, uh, Merry Christmas Darling by the Carpenters is a big one for me. If oh, sure. sad Christmas music. Yeah. That's a great one.
0: Absolutely. I, so um, they have, they have a Christmas album,
1: yeah. don't they? They do. They have, yeah, the Carpenters, Christmas, which I is great. It's a great listen.
0: Uh, yeah. Front to back It's pretty outstanding. Well, I'd have to say my my favorite Christmas uh, song and this is not this is this is a standard it's I mean the Christmas song by by Nat King Cole <laughs> and I'm hey, looking at the lyrics yeah. right now and it's so funny because it's I'm I'm almost certain that the lyrics were deliberately written as basically a list of cliches you know it's like cliche 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 cliche, chorus cliche cliche like like just 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 listen to it chestnuts roasting on an open fire jack frost nipping at your nose utah caros being sung by a choir folks dressed up like eskimos and like every single one of those is like image of a cliche image of a cliche it's it's it's, it paints a great picture Mm -hmm. but like it's almost like here let me feed you this like cliche so that way you feel a thing you know what i mean um and I'm criticizing my favorite right. Christmas song, but, but I think it's I think it's fantastic. No, I love no. it so much, and it has like that weird melancholy feel, but in it, but, it, but it's not melancholy at all. And it's like so so warm and so happy and so familiar. And that King Cole maybe has like the best voice in in like pop music history. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Oh, for sure, that song just has
1: like a and that recording of it i actually really like the carpenter's version of that song too but but uh it's so like intimate you know yeah it sounds, yeah. sounds like he's just like singing right right into your ear kind of thing and it's like it's just this nice like cozy kind of a song and and um
0: uh yeah absolutely do you yeah, like nat king yeah, cole that, that, i mean that's what what are your thoughts on nat king cole i, I you know. Sorry. I really only know that
1: song, honestly. Like I'm kind of one of those. Okay, I don't well, really listen well, to
0: much of, of you, his stuff, otherwise. You don't need to listen to anything else to have an opinion on his voice. What do you think of the sound of his voice? Like, where would oh, you rank I mean, that? In the incredible, like,
1: of- like I, I, I can't think of anybody who's like does that same thing the same. Way. Like he's right. so it's such a just like a like a perfect voice. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know, like I, I don't know how you like. That's like the ultimate in like crooning as far as oh, i'm concerned if oh we're talking yeah about that that yeah. kind
0: of thing you know like well and i think i think um, one thing cigarettes gave us is like mm. perfect crooning you <laughs> know like like how much better did that yeah, king cole sure. and Frank Sinatra just sound because of chain smoking oh oh 100 <laughs> percent yeah oh you know like he's just like
1: i i have this image of Nat and cole just like um Uh, you know, like with like a cigarette, like between his index and middle finger, like on the hand that he's like, uh, like holding the headphones with, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like, like, like like a cool guy. Yeah. Speaking of smoking and, and voices and, and how they affect that, I think, uh, you know, also need to bring up a river by Joni Mitchell. You know, I think that's a great sort of a, a sleeper Christmas song. She only references it the one time, but like, that's a, that's a Christmas season tune. That's also
0: extremely sad. I, I can't think of which song that is. I bet I've heard it, but I can't think of it.
1: It's coming on Christmas. Oh, no oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know?
0: Is that off of blue? Yeah. Wish I had a river. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's a great one. I I like and that that, that and um Merry Christmas, darling, I'll be home for Christmas and um. Oh shoot. Now I can't think of what it's called. Um oh and uh uh have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Those are like the the Mount Rushmore of sad Christmas songs for me. <laughs> you know, like uh um and you know, if we're talking about have yourself a Merry Little Christmas, you gotta go with the original lyrics where it's not uplifting at the end, it's just sad. <laughs> you, uh, and, and you know, we talked about, about this,
0: I don't know if it was on pod uh an episode or two ago or if it was off air, but uh that song debuted in, in, in Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh have you seen that yeah. movie Judy Garland? I haven't. no. no. Okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily recommend watching it, but uh but like it makes sense why the song is so so depressing in context because the film as a whole is a little bit depressing and it's also mm-hmm. a pointless movie. Like like the the protagonist Judy Garland falls in love and ends up happy, which is which is what we want. But but spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil this 1940s movie for everyone. It's about oh, the family decides to move and they get really sad. And so in the end, they don't move. <laughs> that's the move. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? And then everyone's happy. Like, yay, nothing's going to happen. We're so happy. <laughs> so it's kind of a wasted film. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's,
1: that's very funny. did all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah. It, 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 yeah I was really expecting I don't know what I was expecting I, <laughs> that's very funny yeah it's oh uh, my gosh yeah. um, I always like have you ever heard like I I have a memory of this I always love it on when listen because I was listening to Christmas radio when I was back at home this past week and like um uh I love it when speaking of old movies when they like radio stations at Christmas time will use Clips from It's a Wonderful Life as like drops, and I don't know why you know not want to just be oh, like George Bailey going, that. Mer- Merry Christmas! You never heard that, no. but it, okay, it, anyway. Or like, have you ever heard like, um, when they sing Auld Lang Syne in It's a Wonderful Life? Have you heard that on the radio? I feel like that's I've heard that played. Um, no, I love I that movie, haven't. we don't have to talk about it. It is, but...
0: uh, so, so actually, yeah, so I, I, I'd like to maybe wrap this up in the next minute or two, but that's one thing I'll say is that, no, uh, festive art is weird art, right? Because, because it's sort of, it sort of restricts Mm -hmm. itself to that season. So like a Christmas song can Mm -hmm. be a great song, but it's hard to listen to any other time than Christmas. And the the same for films, but that being said, it's a wonderful life though. A Christmas movie is in my estimation, easily one of the best films ever made.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, it's, incredibly sentimental mm-hmm. and it's very depressing and the cool like the whole depressing, like, but
0: hopeful you know yeah i mean the whole and it, do, it does it is... take
1: a full hour to get to the part where he gets it's a wonderful life and like like sees his life if he didn't live you know like it, that happens sure. in, like, the last that's 20 actually a minutes good point so
0: so like the but the, the like the plot of the film doesn't actually occur until an hour in i suppose It's bizarre, yeah. It's a very,
1: it's a very strangely. I think if um that were made today, it would open with uh him about to jump, you know, off the bridge, and then it would he would then him and Clarence would like explore the world of like Bedford right. Falls or yeah. Pottersville or whatever it's totally. called. And then, and then, and then that would, you know, there'd be flashbacks to him at mm. the, the, the high school with the pool and whatever. And that wouldn't be most of the movie. You're all raising once, you um,
0: a really interesting thing. I've, I've often thought about, which is, mm-hmm. which is provided that you have the raw footage, I would love to see like some 20, 30, 40, 50 year old films, like, recut or at least like rescored like i feel like there are there are plenty of good movies maybe from the 60s or 70s that just like the the music at the time was chosen because it was popular music and it really might lend itself to like a classical score you know um or or, like you said with it's a wonderful life where like you might just be able to just recut the film and it might flow more evenly i don't know um No, no, I'm not not saying that what I suggest is
1: better. I just think that's a more contemporary way of telling the same story. It's just like I don't think now you're saying contemporary is worse.
0: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No,
1: I'm just (laughs) saying it's different. Just saying it's different. But but yeah, Um, you know we were Christopher Nolan playing with time. You know, yeah. What if what if It's a wonderful
0: life. Were filmed like like Christopher Nolan's Memento, and we just didn't know what the hell was going on until the very last scene.
1: Exactly right right yeah precisely and uh weirdly the main character both uh has the same haircut and uh style of dress as Christopher Nolan have you noticed that in like in both the Batman movies and inception they both have Christian Bale and Leonardo DiCaprio have the same hair and clothes as Christopher
0: Nolan It is and so I interesting interesting there are, <laughs> there are three obvious explanations the first and most obvious is it's a coincidence and you're just imagining yeah. it. The second the second explanation is that he's conceited, which is kind of amusing. The third explanation is the most fascinating to me, which is that um, which is that creativity is sort of like it, it is a manifestation of like the creator's mind, right? So like like whatever you create sure. is is you basically. You know, and so it's very yeah, yeah. it can be very difficult for a writer to to create multiple characters and have them actually be distinct from one another, because the only, the mm-hmm. only firsthand experience you have with people is yourself, so it's very difficult not to just like right. create yourself over and over and over and over.
1: And I guess actually in inception, there is a second person who also looks and dresses like Christopher Nolan in the the form of Ar- of a uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character Arthur, but so it's I, interesting yeah, I think that you're right bring and up I think inception yeah.
0: because apparently inception, the whole thing is a metaphor for filmmaking, and I don't understand. like you'd have to I, to I have that, heard but, that, but that would also explain I, I why think... there's characters who look like Christopher
1: Nolan right right exactly, and i I think too with with inception like that's basically a movie about like a guy who whose whole life unravels because his wife died, right, or yeah. who doesn't know how to like and he like can't relate to his children anymore and he like doesn't know what to do with himself and everything's mm-hmm. falling apart and Christopher Nolan, you know like his uh his wife is his uh uh is like like artistic partner, you know, she produces all of his movies and stuff, I think there's a very sweet story about like uh you know uh, it behind kind of behind inception i guess where it's like oh yeah here's a guy he's like making a movie about how uh about how he loves his wife kind of thing you know like <laughs> i think it's nice like, you know um uh and 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 he got a guy i mean i think of of his leads like leonardo dicaprio like i think he and cristiano do look very similar you know in a lot of ways like they both have mm. the same i guess their i guess for whatever reason leo's hair only does that one thing and um <laughs> and and christopher nolan seems to, do, seems to do that too but
0: okay so let's um anyway let's let's wrap this up because i want to tell you something that i think is really funny but it's for off air <laughs> sorry sorry audience okay Ooh um, okay so this right. has been this has been uh right, two track well, audio Merry, christmas, Merry christmas special uh buy some merch share with your friends uh, we we plugged that in a different recording but again you can find that uh bonfire.com two-track audio it's somewhere i'll post it in the link uh, i'll post it in the description of the episode as well um yeah that's all i got and
1: i'm back just to say goodbye bye
0: bye santa, oh, santa claus wow <laughs> Santa just came through the window well, imagine that he would pop in wow yeah all right anyway yeah okay uh farewell to spend two-track audio uh, i'm nick and i'm charles are oh, right gonna cease recording in three Two, one.